A word before we jump in, this podcast is uncensored and full of spoilers. Consider yourself warned. Hi Gemstones and welcome to another episode of Takes All Over the Place. I'm Nick and I too am ready for my close-up Mr. DeVille. It's a shame that I'm relegated to a podcast. Does that stop me from posing in front of my webcam? Sure does it. And joining me, here's Julie. Hi Nick. Hi Emma. Much like Jack Nicholson, she too is coming for you, Shelley Duvall. Watch out, Shelley Duvall. I would never. That poor woman was humiliated on Dr. Phil. I love her. Ah, it all comes back to Dr. Phil or the view. What's your view on this week? What are we talking about? Well, now you've sidetracked me by saying the view. But what we talked about this week was Celebrity Family Feud starring the cast of RuPaul's Drag Race and The Bold Type. It doesn't matter. Who is she? Who? The Bold Type. It doesn't matter. Exactly. (laughs) Nobody cares. What else did we talk about? Well, I mean, it's really just like takes all over the RuPaul's Drag Race spectrum because we try to find things that bring us joy and what we think will bring you joy. And it's just a lot of drag queens, isn't it? So we talk <laughs> about All-Star Season 5, which is phenomenal. Shady boots all the way down. We go through all the drama and create some of our very own. So true. We talked a little bit about Love, Victor and Legendary on HBO Max. <laughs> so Maximizing your entertainment. And most importantly, the SVU saga that we have all followed so intimately has come to an end. I've made it to captain. I did what I could. I've learned a lot. I'm solving crimes left and right. I'm feeling great about it. Amazing. Gosh. I do see predators everywhere I look now, and that's fine. And as we're learning from Twitter, predators are always around us. Buckle up and prepare for another great episode. Well, we think it's great. We'll let it. We'll leave it up to you. Thanks for joining us. Yeah. <laughs> I just feel like there's like a glow about me. I've got there's the, like, always a Barbara, fucking glowing Barbara about Walters you. glow about me. Like, don't look too close. I'm Barbara Walters. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of nice. It's a theory. It's, a, it's sort of like the season one filter. Honestly, you've got this like literal veneer. It's like, is there plexiglass above or below or around? I don't know. I just had like prepositional panic. I was like, what's the word? <laughs> She's around, she's circa, she's near, she's happening, she's visceral, she's glossy, she's season one, BB Zahara, Cameroon. My Cameroon! Cameroon! It's like, that's how you get a wolf pack. And you know what wolves are? Gray bears in the gay community. If you want to summon one, just say Cameroon. And what's an otter again? An otter is someone that uses their cunning and quickness through the water to attract a mate. That's not true. Aren't otters something in the game? Yeah, no. Otters otters are like... <laughs> they otters. like to hold hands on their back. I mean, I don't know. Yeah, they copulate by holding hands on their back using I a double-sided not dildo copulate. for pleasure. I just said they enjoy holding hands. They have an oily skin tone, so they don't attract water into their fur. Um, no, otters are like... Um, skinnier bears, essentially. They have the same body hair of a bear. Oh, okay. It's sort of like twink on your way to bear. It, there's an otter. Thank you. Yeah. So it's like you're not wiry. You've got some padding, but you're not full-blown bear, but you still have the hair component. You're an otter. What's going on in the Tinder community? Have people just decided, screw it, we're going out, we're going to do it? Like people uh, meeting up and... 
Yes. Yes, people are. And it's are horrifying. It's absolutely horrifying. Like, I still have, because I make a difference through activism on Grinder. I still have my, like, stay at home, people, if you can. Um, when everyone else is like, hey, do you want to join this fucking sex party? And I'm like, no. First of all, that's just like a bot. No one actually wants me to come to their sex party. That's just like, <laughs> there's like, I'm assuming Russians, if Ann Cotter is to be believed about anything. Um, bot saying like, do you want to come to sex party at location? Join group now. And then if you join the group, I'm assuming that they just send you like cipher encrypted images that turn you into like a Russian spy. But I don't know. It's wild. A lot of people are still, like, hooking up. And there was a point with my <laughs> activism <laughs> that I thought, like, if people were like, oh, yeah, like, I've been, I've been, like, committed to the core, except, like, I did hook up out with two to three people. And I was like, you're disgusting. And you don't deserve rights. I didn't say that. But it was just like, um, okay, well, I can't associate with you. You're cute, though. So, like, maybe I'll get over it in a couple months. <laughs> maybe you'll be my Christmas present. It's like, try back later. Um, it is funny, though. They're like, I forget which one. Someone on Twitter said this. Um, and I don't Wait, know if they were. Somebody on Twitter? What? Someone on Twitter said something funny. Can you believe? And I don't know if it was a parody or, like, someone actually legitimately meant this. But they were like, um, like, obviously, I'm taking precautions against COVID. I'm on PrEP. Which is a drug that reduces your risk of acquiring HIV, um, but does nothing against, like, syphilis or COVID, a non-sexually transmitted disease. So, wild! Well, should we dig in Yes. to the stuff? What have you consumed this week, Nicholas? Um, a lot of Grater's ice cream. I have... Not done what I anticipated doing, which is curtailing my caloric intake. Um, and am now Vi- Violet Beauregard. Isn't she the one who became a little blueberry and Willy Wonka? <laughs> I'm a little blueberry. Is she? I'm I don't sure know. you're right. I'm is sure there truth? Right. I mean, I, I don't know. There's a lot of things that I just don't do well. So I have consumed, let's start with what you sent me that changed my entire life, which was. The RuPaul's Drag Race crew versus the bold type on Celebrity Family Feud. Okay. The definition of the word awkward should now have a picture of Steve <laughs> Harvey talking to Latrice Royale or RuPaul for that matter. Yeah. It is just. He's oh the producer. My... He invited them on the show. It's not like it was a surprise. It he obviously. Like a surprise. <laughs> I mean, okay. Let's just break it down. So it's RuPaul, <laughs> Michelle Visage, Carson Kressley, Latrice motherfucking Royale, and uh, Raven. And Steve Harvey could not say hello to them without acting like they were going to touch his penis or turn him gay. I mean, it was bizarre. Am I right? right. It was so wild. I didn't even give her a chance to come back in. I was just like, okay, she's finished. <laughs> um I'm I'm in a weird old mood today. I've come back to work and I'm just like, I don't know what's happening. I'm just like a manufactured amalgamation of all my previous personalities into one dysfunctional being. And people get the podcast for free. What are we talking? That's like five times the money right there. If we get all your amalgamations put together, people should Exactly. Five times zero is zero. It's still worth nothing. (laughs) (laughs) It's still worth nothing. Laughs in this time are worth everything. That's true. It's like MasterCard priceless right now. <laughs> um, 
so yeah, it was it was on like I know Steve Harvey's shtick is like anything even pseudo controversial. He does his whole bug eyes looking into the camera. Oh my god, I cannot believe like clutching his pearls, and that's his moment. And because I've watched a lot of YouTube compilations because I don't have many friends and I have to fill my time with something, and. <laughs> I would just like watch these and someone could say like, what, what do you like to do late at night with your partner? And someone says sex, which is like clearly where the question's directing. And he's just like, oh, oh my God. Whoa, 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 whoa. He turns into like Cher and Alyssa Edwards writing jokes like, oh, oh, oh. And it's just fucking wild. So that's his stick. And then obviously RuPaul and company are so fucking quick that they have so many of those moments, like sexual double entendres and puns. That's their game. That's their shtick. And yes, these ladies have dicks. And Steve Harvey could not. He could not. He could not. It was just like wildly uncomfortable. And Carson was hilarious. And he's so like funny. in toasted plum. And he's like, oh, no, you did it with the toasted plum. He's like, and you're dressed like a pimp. And then I don't remember what he said to Latrice, but he just kept saying like, RuPaul is really talented, you guys. Like, I know you guys don't know this, but he's really talented, even though... He's a gay man who wears dresses and stuff. It's why, and the, oh my weird. god! And then the moment when um, when Carson just had like a clapback about Sinbad and was like, "I spanked him," <laughs> and Steve Harvey felt the need to do like <laughs> like an apology video of like a beauty influencer on YouTube where he looked straight into the camera and was like, "I know Sinbad, and you must be talking about another Sinbad because Sinbad is not gay. Like, if he wanted to be gay, he could because he's what sickening." <laughs> I don't even remember what Latrice said. But you could tell Steve just was like, I can't even get too close to Latrice Royale. I don't know how to handle this at all. And I, she was, was looking beautiful, but sweating buckets by the second scene. She was glistening. Which I totally get and respond to because um, I my antidepressants caused me to sweat like a mofo. And also, I went back to work, and there's like a whole new system, and I'm out in public, and I'm just like anxious anyway. And someone came up to me, and I literally like I sweat as if I had run an entire fucking marathon after they had finished the transaction, which went up like there was no issues, there were no snafus. It was just me being like, I don't know how to process this situation. <laughs> then I turned around, and one of my coworkers was like, What happened to you? And I was like. <laughs> I had to talk to a guest and take their order, <laughs> which is like my gig because I work at a fucking restaurant, but I could not, I could not handle it. And I was like, I think I need to like take a break. <laughs> Gonna drink some water for a moment. Like I was, I was sweating and there was like, there's so little, I look like those ghosts that keep putting on more clothes to look as if they have like physical form. Like I have my glasses on, I've got my hat on because it makes me feel safe. I've got my mask on. There's so little of my face you can actually see. I'm wearing like a turtleneck, so I have no exposed skin. Just kidding. I'm not doing that, but like, we'll see. Um, and so all they could see was just my ears, which are prominent, and then do showcase my embarrassment. And she was just like, your ears are like beet red, and you were sweating like a motherfucker. And I was like, I know, I need to take a little moment. <laughs> <laughs> so you felt Latrice's pain as she stood there in her padding in the hot, hot light. No, I felt melted. more impressed by Latrice because I... When I'm sweating, I just completely shrivel and I'm like, I need to go into the walk-in to like freeze either the sweat or the tears, sometimes both. And Latrice is just like continuing to be an absolute glamazon, fierce, wonderful Amazon. comedian and superstar, even though she's getting nothing back from the host who's like, and she's like, she's generating all of her own content. Like she doesn't have, there's no volleying as RuPaul likes to say. It is literally just Latrice generating her own content because 
Steve is like less than just like a neutral man. He's someone who's just like recoiling. Terrified. They were great though. So then they go up for the first face off and it's RuPaul against some chick from the full type that I don't Katie know. Katie Stevens. I, Katie Stevens, even though I have watched five episodes blank. And so <laughs> Steve, Steve Harvey says, name a way a woman can flirt with a man. And RuPaul hits the ringer and he says, without him thinking she's a whore. And you're like, oh boy, RuPaul. Okay, that's not it, but okay. But he says, bat your eyelashes or eyeball him. And he gets the number one answer and he's like... I'm good. I don't know. The whole thing was embarrassing for everybody. And they <laughs> lost. Yeah. You know, it's terrible. <laughs> but the but, more I mean, time Steve Harvey spent with them, the happier I was. Yeah. I only watched the, I didn't watch, I watched the RuPaul thing. That was part of it. But I literally just watched a compilation video that was all of them interacting with Steve Harvey and just the moments they were on screen, which is perfect. <sighs> I wish I had known that that video existed. It existed by the time I got around to pressing the link, which was like eight to 12 days later. It's like I my response time is like a package from Etsy shipped through the USPS, which you should do because support them. But it takes quite a long time to respond. And did you get a Telling. chance to watch All Stars Five? Yes. Yes. And what are your thoughts? What are your thoughts? Um, I gave you my thoughts for the past thirty minutes. Let's defer to you. What are your thoughts? I don't even know that I have thoughts. I take notes, of course, but, um, those are thoughts. Well, I don't know if we need to go through it bit by bit by bit by bit. Um, I don't, I don't know why crackers getting the villain edit. She obviously deserves everything that she's going to get from the stuff that she's saying. It's so weird. Asia O'Hara said to her, you're not a star. It wrecked her for years. She says to Angina, um, I was, I couldn't sleep last night. Cause I was like, I wish I had some white out so that I could have written your name on it. Like unnecessary. Yeah. And then my favorite line of all, I don't know why people think I'm difficult. If they would just tell me, I would change it. Um, they're telling you right now, you're demanding, you're overbearing, you never stop, you're very difficult. No, that's all crazy. So that made me sad. Um, but Shea Coulee in her magnificence, I mean, I bow to Shea Coulee. She was a great team leader. She was a great performer. She lip-synced her ass off. She looked amazing. I mean, it really is Shay and then everybody else. Yeah. So those are my initial thoughts. And my last question is, why did Alyssa Edwards not turn it out? Right? <laughs> she didn't do a split. She didn't do a jump. She didn't do a turn. She did nothing. She, I mean, is she, she injured? That's what I'm thinking. Because she dropped her fan immediately. Like, she had a fan. I don't know if you saw that in the beginning. Mm. She goes to flap it and drops it accidentally. And, like, never recovered. And even if she had been Alyssa 1000, I think Shay still would have destroyed her because Shay was amazing. It's not, I'm not taking anything away from Shay. I don't think anyone could have beaten her. But that's weird for Alyssa, right? Yeah. And I'm yeah. fine with Anjana going by. So that's my... We, yeah, we thought the same thing. Like, as to, I mean, Alyssa Edwards, when has she ever waited for, like, a song that's appropriate for a split? Never. It could literally, like, you know, there are certain moments in a song where you're like, there's going to be a split moment. It could literally just be like the opening thing. She's already done a full 360 split on the ground. Like, it never matches with the music and it doesn't fucking matter. So it's not like the song didn't lend itself to the splits. It's Alyssa fucking Edwards. So, I mean, she did her thing where she like went to the back and sort of hugged the wall, which is typical Alyssa, but she didn't turn it. Like, nothing about it. All of it was slow mo girl. All of it was slow-mo girl. And she said, I'm the dancing queen. And they introduced her as the dancing queen. And we're all, and she did the actual Neutron dance that like kick forward is the Neutron dance from the video with the Pointer Sisters. 
So yeah. she obviously was ready to dance. I, yeah, I don't know if she was hurt. She had too many clothes on. But even her face wasn't in it. Yeah. And I was like, all right, Charlie Hyde, let's get moving. Yes. Do you think that the producers told her, like, shut it down? Like, That is a theory that I've heard on several other podcasts. But I think Alyssa Edwards would tell them to fuck off. She's in her own spaced out world, you know? Let's I can't see her being like, for my kids to be on belief, to see me not show it. It's not who I am. So I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, but Drag Race also turned Nina West into someone that gave an award to... Megan McCain. So Drag Race can do some fucked up things. I think those girls didn't know what was going on. True. I, I really don't. Because they've gotten so much hate and they were all like, listen, they asked us to come on and then Nina in the moment did something stupid and said she was an honorary person just trying to make her happy. Like, come on. I know. And Monet was part of that too. And Monet would never willingly do something like that. You would hope. I love Monet. Love Monet. But yeah, so what- Angina going home did not feel dramatic. I mean, I do love, because like, for everyone who's part of the Enneagram system, sixes are very like, I am forever loyal to you always. And then if you're in my circle, I will fight to protect you. But as soon as you like slip up and slide out of my circle, I'm going to take you down. And so that felt like an Alexis Mateo moment when she was like, I love Angina. She's everything to me. She's amazing. She gave up. To hell with her. She set her lipstick on fire. And I was like, I hope this voodoo sets a fire in your heart as you walk out the door. Walk out the door. Well, it looks like her fire is going to be lit next week because it looks like she is not going to take any of Cracker's crap from the previews for next week. It is so wild. I mean, just like the Cracker thing, I thought the same thing. She, in her season, was the one that was always doubted, that was always in her head, that super internalized all these comments. And after day two, she's just like, Angina, literally go fuck yourself. Like, it made no sense at all. Unless, you know, once again, producer drama or whatever, but she's got to know this is not going to go well. I mean, in her season, she was, she definitely was the one, like Cameron Michaels obviously did nothing that the producers wanted to do ever. But Cracker picked up the bait. Like every you you could tell that the producers like either whispered in their ears or gave them a list of these are questions you need to ask the queens today. And oh my she God. would and she would just be like, Yeah, hundred percent. Because it'd be super awkward moments where it's just like, Hey Aquaria, how does it feel? Like all these things. And she's sort of like looking at her hand, like, how do you pronounce this word? And it was super staged. So she's definitely someone who's susceptible to the producer's influence and is just like shamelessly, yeah, I'm gonna do it. But yes, and you could tell there were like total robot voices. India Fair is like, girl, you got a vote. How did that feel? I know. Like, wow, what an original question. Thank you. <laughs> and then Blair's like, for the first time ever. I'm like, wow, great job, guys. I know. Blair has turned into this season's Laganja. She's just like, oh my God, like here's my affected personality for views because I've changed because I got fillers and Botox and I'm a new woman. All the weight I lost, you found because I'm skinny and that's who I am now. It's like, bitch, that's who you always been. Is she sober? Oh, that's right. She's sober too. She's sober. But yeah, I'm finding her super annoying. Why is India Ferris so unlikable? I just don't know. Is it, I mean, is it just her face? That's harsh. No, it's not. It's her voice. It's her affect. It's the way that she talks. It's her lack of enthusiasm for Justin Timberlake. You're bringing sexy back. Uh, uh, I'm feeling very attacked. You're like, no. While 
she's yawning and the rest of us are also yawning. I'm feeling very tired. And how, okay, so, and then you have to pick who your crush is, right? So anyway, we have the challenge and it's going to be three girl groups. India has to pick the two strongest. She picks Shay, obviously, and then Blair. I would not, I would have picked Cracker or I would have picked Alexis Mateo, but I would, Blair would not even have been on my register as my toughest competition. I mean, Blair did win the first mini challenge. So apparently they're just like, oh, I mean, and honestly, in RuPaul's Drag Race history, if you're a skinny white girl, you do tend to be competition, whether you're talented or not. I feel like they're all going for the villain edit because you do get the most screen time as the villain. And so, and they do keep you around a lot of the time because you're the villain and because you cause controversy. And so I feel like all of them went in like, who wants to fight? Well, then they should have kept Derek Barry because he is the worst. Right? Oh my God. The Angina thing, like, I don't know. I didn't love their critiques about her dressing. It swallowed her. It's like, she's tiny. She's a little babe. And that's still a beautiful gown. So like anything's going to swallow her. Carson said she looked like an egg in a nest. That was hilarious. <laughs> you can still, in the words of Eureka, proportionize and wear something that flatters your shape. She was an egg in a nest with an umbrella. It was a lot. And her outfit during the girl group was terrible. Like the little um, top and shorts. And then I don't know that I've ever seen her wear hair. I always think of her as bald. Yeah. Um, and I'm sorry that her voice wasn't working. <laughs> Toby's a free elf <laughs> and, and hates when, transgenders when Blair first starts singing and she's like flat 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 and then she like becomes all musical theory and everything's fine Ugh. have oh, you well. not to get Jake Yance but have you heard about the controversy relating to Blair and the singing no please tell so you know how Juju B sounded amazing because she had a backing track and obviously her voice was still produced. Evidently the same thing happened for Blair where she sang over a backing vocal of herself, but they removed it in the final edit and spliced Jeez. her voice around to make it look like she was a poor performer. And she's like trying to brand herself as a singer. And then you have to imagine in like a cold vocal recording, there's going to be missteps from all the queens in the initial stages, but they only really showed like Blair's and Angina's. So they're really trying to like <laughs> discredit Blair. And she came on Twitter very cautiously. Like, I mean, I have the proof, like this was spliced. I didn't have the backing track. And then someone was like, are you like, and she's like, no, I'm not trying to like play the victim. This is just like, what's happening. <laughs> so brutal. Sorry. If, but you, if you can't sing live, don't sing live. I think that Fifi O'Hara taught us that a long time ago. I had a dream last night that there was a that there was a Lady Gaga song called Fifi O'Hara. It was the greatest thing that I've ever heard. Someone was like, "Have you heard the, the extra Chromatica track?" And I was like, um, "Like the like the Target exclusives? Like, duh, yeah, am I a homosexual? A hundred percent." And they were like, "No, it's called Fifi O'Hara." And in my dream, it was like next level. Maybe you need to write that song on it. Like, click clack, all about that. <laughs> I don't have the answer for Mayhem. I don't know how to get her to just turn it up a little bit. She's so lovable, but she's not memorable. Yeah. That, that's the thing. Like, I do... When Mayhem was announced and I heard her story, I love an underdog. And, I mean, everyone loves an underdog. That's not unique. But I love that... <laughs> hot take. She, hot, lukewarm take. I loved that... Finally, after all of her drag sisters and all of her friends have made it onto the show, she would have a chance. And I was just like, she's going to be so in her head. And then she won the first challenge. I was like, cool. She's going she's gonna to rock it. She's going to kill it. And then she just like 
was so underwhelming forever and always. Except like on Instagram, like you said, and in her viral moments. Like you're right, maybe she is just a live queen. Who needs that energy? Yeah. I don't know. Which team would you have? I mean, I, I mean, do you want to be on Shay's team? Because they were both in the bottom. <laughs> <laughs> Crackers seem to dominate Blair and Mayhem, which doesn't sound like fun. And then the other team was Alexis and India and Jujubee. Yeah. I don't, I don't know. Who would you have picked as your celebrity crush? I don't know. If they were smart to make them funny. Like when she was yeah. doing Hannibal Lecter and Mr. Rogers, I thought that was really funny. I don't know. Who would be a funny crush? No clue, you? <laughs> right now, the people that are flashing through my head are like Donald Trump, Eddie Murphy. I mean, just bizarre. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I probably would have done like, I'm in love with Pee Wee Herman, and then made a joke about him jacking off in a, uh, in a theater. Um, but, I mean, that's just the first thing that came to mind. You know, when you're, you just naturally go to Pee Wee Herman and then public masturbation. But, like, genuinely, well, honestly, yeah. I don't know. I'm very into Richard Madden these days. Oh, my God. They just put something in the other day with his, like... Um, New boy toy? No, the Guardian picture and then the picture from Game of Thrones. And, like, which one of these two would you want to rescue? I'm like, yes. Both. both. 100% both of them. I don't yeah. know that your boy toy theory has been proven. I mean, I said it as a declarative fact. What more do you I mean, need? is it his nester or is it really like his boy child? Oh, ah. oh my God. The, so fucking wild. Literally. And it's like the only person to vote against anti-human trafficking has a little boy that he is, he, he is presented as his like, like a local youth and someone he's like, oh my God. You know what doesn't help with that? 438 episodes of Law and Order SVU. Ah, damn. I'm finished. We made it to Captain. Ah, thank you. Thank you very much. Congrats. Oh, my gosh. Well done. <laughs> Julie, take a thank fucking you. bow. Really impressive. But a friend of mine who so was taken in, who was taken in a refugee um, says to me, she got a job working for a cleaning service. And I say, well, you know, that's one step towards sex trafficking. So you really need to make sure that she's taken care of because... The refugee population is really, really vulnerable and they start you out cleaning and then you owe them money and the next thing you know, you're being sex trafficked. And she was like, what is happening to you? <laughs> and I said, 438 episodes of Law & Order SVU, motherfucker, brain is tainted. So I got to move on. I can just imagine you like coming out of your house with just like a detective's badge that grew out of your skin. <laughs> and then immediately your first encounter with humanity, someone throwing a rotten tomato at you saying, hey, cab. And then you're retreating back into your house. And I guess it's like, okay, I guess it's going to be three more, <laughs> three more months of like voter suppression and racism. Yeah. I mean, that was such a bad idea, which I knew from the start, but I kind of have that, like, once I say I'm going to finish something, I'm going to do it. Not yeah. like world peace or, you know, <laughs> save people, but Law & Order SVU, I'm going to watch all 400 episodes of Ocho. Uh, as you Woo. fucking should. I mean, we all, I realized, like, I still remember um, in the beginning of quarantine when I was like, I have all these fucking apps and I'm just like, yeah, like your fitness all apps. That. Now, every morning I get an alert from these yes. apps that are like, you haven't worked out in 74 days. <laughs> this is not healthy. Are you okay? And it's like, obviously, bitch, I am not. <laughs> I know. I did the full 
splits challenge. I did all 30 days of it. And it's still like, you ready to do your splits? I'm like, no, bitch, done. Didn't get them. Gotta go. took like 47 pages of notes and we're basically done with the drag race but no um, take who did you think was good no no who did you think was good in the girl groups i mean obviously shay obviously shay was 100 percent the winner yeah and i don't the whole song just became very repetitive to me like i'm in love i'm in love and i was like oh my god i'm getting flashbacks to babysitting my cousins with just like some bullshit dora the explorer thing or i don't know um yeah, I thought I mean, Blair was mildly entertaining. Her outfit didn't fit in the best way, but she she was at least... The thing about Shay, and I'll give it to Blair, is that they performed. They were, like, in it the whole time. Anytime you panned over to them, they were, like, selling it. Yeah. I saw a lot of blank faces. People, like, trying to remember the steps and everything. So I thought felt like Blair and Shay were the most competent, and then Shay had the best lyrics. And Alexis was cute. She didn't do it for me. And she's like, I thought I should have won with the Daddy Janky. <laughs> I did, no, no. I did think she was very good. I do think she was fun. I mean, Angina's Henry Cavill was whatever, but they lifted her up really high, so that's exciting. <laughs> it's the Katya moment. That's all you have to do, whether you're flexible or not. I mean, she used the fact that she's short. It's chill. She used the what? Oh, the fact that she's short. Yeah. Gotcha. Gotcha. gotcha, gotcha. She is the what? Shortest. Four. <laughs> sure. <laughs> How many gemstones does she get? All right, so then we go to the runway. Take, Take it, it to, to the, the runway. 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 <laughs> Take it to the runway. Runway. <laughs> and let's see. I don't have it. Um, India Farah came out in her terrible outfit for all <laughs> colors. <laughs> My skin is everyone's color, and it's all put together with the red heart. And every podcast or pit stop or anything I've heard, they're all like, that's obviously a homemade outfit where she took all the jewels she had left over and just threw it on her shoulder. Yeah. I want people calling my outfit homemade on the stage. <laughs> Even though Alexis comes out and says she made her own outfit, I'm like, well, that which I sense. love. Like, I very much respect the queens who make their own outfit. I don't know why. Even if it's trash, I'm like, they made it themselves. They deserve this. What about the weird nude illusion chest thing on Alexis's thing? Where you like draw on boobs on the fleshy fabric? I've got to say, I didn't really love most of these looks. Um, I will say Mariah Balenciaga. Oh my great. God. She was stunning. She looked absolutely beautiful. To be Madison Beer and steer words from the show, she was painted for the gods. Oh my God. <laughs> I, with every episode, I am becoming more and more of a Mariah Balenciaga stan because I did not truly remember her from season three. I remembered she was gorgeous, but that's it. Um, and then occasionally when they would go back to famous confrontations in untucked Mariah Balenciaga would like be there but I didn't really super remember her but after her performance in the talent show which granted missed the mark as far as it wasn't funny which is all you need to do (laughs) but maybe the fact that it was super timely but I was just like I was like Ricky Martin where I was like oh my god she bam she bam she moved she moved she moved me to tears and I, she's just like, I, she's really growing. It felt like the Manila Luzon moment when she was like all grayscaled. It felt like that very vibe. But 
It was gorgeous. Miss Crackers, I didn't get. It did feel like all the partitions that you see when you go to the pharmacy or any other place that's taking COVID seriously. That's like, we need to remove face-to-face contact, so here's a plexiglass barrier. <laughs> it was just like... And it's like an accordion fan and then a weird skirt short in the front, long in the back. It didn't even go together. I don't know. Her light was also super dimmed, obviously, this episode, because everyone's like, you're shit and trash. And she's like, that's not true. Mama. Mama. I just wish Mama. somebody would explain to me why they think that. Because I'm not. <laughs> I know. Mama, you are difficult garbage. to work with. Mm, I'm going to call bullshit on that. I, the fact that when she said, Mama, that's garbage, and no one clapped back with, Mama, you're garbage, and we just got like the <laughs> death rattle and both of them looking at each other, <laughs> wasted. Um, yeah. I mean, it's just tough because it's literally <laughs> Shay Kool-Aid's race. And yes. then, um, what was that noise? Did y'all hear that? Did y'all hear nope. that noise? Inside okay. voice. Right. It's Shea Coulee's drag race, and then everyone else is there to get as close to her as possible in the final standings. Because what she's doing also that is amazing is being a front runner and being totally lovable. She's yep. slaying all over everyone and still being really authentic. And like, she obviously wants to win. She's She's got real confidence, unlike Gigi Good. Yes. What did you think? I mean, obviously... Blair looked amazing. She's teeny tiny. Love the skin you're in. I'm going to make myself pink. Like, I mean, I get it. But. I mean, she wanted to stand out. And it felt like it felt like a Jan moment where she was just like, <laughs> I'm going to stand out because I'm going to wear tool, but it's going to be tools. And no, everyone's going to fucking gag. It just felt, I mean, intentional, which is fine, I guess. But it just felt very manufactured, you know? Yes, but like I, I still the look itself was lovely. I've been watching oh a God. lot of Juno Birch videos of mm-hmm. her just playing The Sims 2, and it felt like a, a sort of Juno Birch moment, like low rent Juno Birch. Yeah, on any other idea, she could have won hands down with that outfit. Yes. It was yeah. amazing, but this was not the day for that. No, mm-hmm. in my opinion. And then Choo Choo B looked like she came out of Greece. I think Marnie wore that dress to the prom, like in Greece. <laughs> so I don't know, and it wasn't her skin tone. No. Her hair was cool. Her hair was super cool. I did like her explanation of what she could do with $20,000, which is put it in a Roth IRA, and then she'd have $20,000. Um, well, I love that she also called it an IRA Roth. That for oh, me just you? set me. Yeah, she was just like, in an IRA Roth, and I was like, bitch, I love you. I oh, love you. Call back to when Cracker's like, help me sleep at night. And Jujubee's like, go to bed. Like, shut up. <laughs> yeah. That was awesome. Then Shea Coulee came out to show everybody how to turn the party. She was like, look at me. Yeah. Amazing outfit, amazing attitude, amazing everything. It was just so fucking stunning. My God. Just all of it. Like, the tight afro was gorgeous. It fit her body beautifully. Like, we've seen Shay with some questionable padding before. Like, the Black China moment was stunning, but her padding was not. And this was just, like perfectly sculpted the beading the contour all of it extended from her face down the nod to like tribal african and asian cultures that elongate their neck with those rings it all of it was just like so perfect there was not a moment not a reference that was missed as soon as she walked on the runway it's just like dear god like no one else even has a fucking chance and they don't deserve to because jake yeah. lay is clearly better take many seats everyone and tessa thompson was literally gagging <laughs> I, 
Um, I do also love that whenever someone wears an afro on the main stage, Pam Greer is like the only person they know that's ever had an afro. I know. Then they're just like throwing out random black women's names. I'm like, what's happening? It's like, I know. It's not even a joke. Anymore. Like they used to do like the Pam Queer because they did that with Brooklyn Heights when she did her thing. It's like, come on, Pam Queer. And then they were stunning because that was a good look. But now it's just literally like, no, I know other people besides Quip, Pam Queer and I'm going to list them. It's like, your point is to make a joke based on knowledge, not like you looking up a Wikipedia of famous people with afros throughout history before the show. Terrible. So we've already talked about it. Alyssa didn't really bring it and that Shay totally brought it. Now, let's can we break down Shay's outfit for the lip sync for your life, for your legacy? It we was sure like a bodysuit with like a butterfly on top of it. I didn't really know what's going on. Okay. So remember, remember Ben de la Creme and her little insect look where she was yes. crawling on the stage? It felt like that moment, like before the full transformation, it felt like in the Pokemon evolution, that was stage one, and eventually you become Ben de la Creme. Um, the boots I did fucking live for. Those were stunning. Oh my God, she's amazing. I just didn't get, uh, I mean, she looked great. She looked like, oh my God, remember that episode of, um, when, um, they were playing with like all the old toys and they had those fairy spinners. Yeah. She looked like a, she looked like a fairy spinner. She, she did. Like a, I would like to know what the rules are. Like, how come you can change sometimes and you can't, you know, cause you've seen true. other people and you're like, that dress is not going to be helping you to lip sync in. Correct. And then I don't know, man. I thought Maybe like it's just all stars. was going to come to play and um, Untucked, she seemed ready to go and super excited to be there. And I love when they're all guessing. They're like, who is it? Who's that guy? I don't know. <laughs> and they're like, oh, it's Alyssa Edwards. You know. I mean, my question is, is Juju B going to lip sync against herself? Because <laughs> she is the truest lip sync assassin. Are you chilly? I'm a little chilly in my house. That's not true. Chi Chi Devane's. Or not um, Coco Montrese, excuse me. Coco like, Montrese. <laughs> no, Chi Chi's, and I am telling you, was amazing. But yes. Yeah, Coco no. Montrese's mouth on Cold Heart Snake was amazing. And she's I like, would, in case you're not looking at my mouth, I'm going to point to my mouth. You're going to look at my mouth. We're going to see my mouth. You're going to look at my mouth. You're going to go, oh my God, that's amazing. And she did yeah. it, and I do. <laughs> um, no, Coco Montrese, that, ho- that whole season had so many lip sync assassins. Um, but Coco Montrese was. Gosh, who did she live with? Monica Beverly Hills, right? When Monica Beverly Hills came out. Oh my out god, as I trans. hope she's doing okay. She seemed like one skip away from OnlyFans prostitution. Which, like, whatever. Viable source of income we've all explored. <laughs> <it>. Um <laughs> and, oh, yes. like, Emma and I have definitely explored it. <laughs> there was one episode where there was the one episode where she was just like, and I am trans. And I'm like, oh my god, we support you, girl. And RuPaul was like, let her have her moment, and then she's leaving the next episode. <laughs> Which was fucking brutal. But Coco in that one, when she had her like super dumpy frock and then flipped it off and she was like a baseball player <laughs> in a league of their own. And she was just stunning. And then against Jay Jolie, who I thought did like an okay <laughs> job. <laughs> I'm, I'm super giggly, but I'm like also like really offensive. I'm so funny and I'll <laughs> fucking kill you. You're like, okay. But also, back rolls, get her jade. Come on. Come on. Come on. I'm just thinking I, about my OnlyFans channel would be people watching me put on two bras and put my wet bags of sand in there nice and tight. Like, I just don't know that anybody's going to pay for that. I wonder people, what people would do while they watch you eat food and watch other people starve. Oh, my God. I think they would love it. They would. I, I mean, want to watch that show. <laughs> Emma, can you watch? Can you eat food while watching Survivor and I'll watch you doing it? It's like the people's couch. Brought back to life. Here's the thing, Julie. Like, 
the there is a market. There's a market. Let me get let me get real close here. There's a market for for literally everything. And the more niche the market, the fewer people there are, the more people are willing to pay for that market. Which means there are a fuck ton of people who just want to watch mainly women, but sometimes men, eat. And they just watch them. Can you imagine? Some people make thousands of dollars just eating in front of a webcam. It's like, I give that to my FBI agent for free because I don't cover my webcam. I don't know if you've heard of this. Um, it's like a subgenre show. It's called Law & Order SVU. But during all of their <laughs> webcam episodes, you both fell for it. Um, they never had the Skype call. <laughs> they never had that webcam of people eating or playing with their webcam. So, Sam... Whatever you both fell for, you both like, what show? What's she talking about? <laughs> it's a little show called SB. Oh, we're too trusting. <laughs> so trusting, that's true. SB and then will teach us better. It'll be exciting to know what, what show's next. I can't wait. I can't yeah. wait. Um, have you- Between the pandemic and the uprising and the revolution, I don't think I'm ever really going to go anywhere for more than 45 minutes. I need to find something new to watch. That's fair. I have started going out in the world. Um, because of work and let me tell you it was an adjustment but honestly <laughs> I do find it constructive because I need routine otherwise for the past 74 days I've just been like swiping left or right or whatever cancels it on the app that's like hey improve your life and I'm like um did you say download Candy Crush after six years 100% <laughs> I'm gonna do that <laughs> um so it has been helpful from that perspective <laughs> What yeah. show did we start last night, Nikki? Love Victor. It is the takeoff of Love Simon in right. the show. And well, we skipped around. We watched the first episode <laughs> and we were like, oh my God, is this gonna be what's gonna happen for each of the subsequent episodes? Let's just skip to the finale and and feel it. And also, there's a cameo by Katya that we needed to <gasps> see. So it's it wasn't a, it, on, in the finale, so we watched like First, last, and then an episode in the middle just to find the episode where Katya appears. Ten. Are you people communists? That's not how television works. <laughs> the hell are you doing? I feel like I got a really good sense of what that show is. Would there have been an emotional payoff to the finale had you made your way through the episodes in the order in which they were intended? I don't think I would have. So it does was- he decide he's gay at the end? <laughs> Is he gay at the end? Because he's like, no one can accept me as a bisexual. I saw the preview for it. Mm-hmm. He um, ends up taking yeah, I mean, a trip have, to gay town. You'll have to watch. I will, will say. I? Will I? You'll <laughs> you have to watch, watch it. watch our way. <laughs> yeah. We can recommend the three episodes you need to see. <laughs> what the hell is Katya doing in there? Nothing. Like, Barely honestly. anything. It was a little bit of a letdown. But she's there. <laughs> she's okay, hosting so he, a drag show. So here's the thing. I love... All gay content, obviously, shamelessly. But the thing, whenever I see someone, like a gay man with a straight woman who doesn't know their sexuality, like, I feel for the woman who doesn't know his sexuality. Because, like, you know, and, like, you're going through, I get it. Like, you're going through your own thing. You don't, there's all these mix of emotions. And, like, I know personally how difficult it is, even when you have the most accepting family, to even utter the words, I'm gay, and all the lead up of that, and all of the buildup in your own mind. But, I don't know, it's just, like, it's never fair to the woman to be like, okay, I'm with this and now you came out. So now I'm like, okay, I I accept you even though I fell hard and I put all my emotion, especially in high school when you too are going through all of these upheavals. And I don't, it's just, it's, 
I always have more sympathy for the woman than the gay man that's that's sort of trapped in that situation. I'm going to give you, as a person who was in love with many gay men who are not in love with her in high school, college, 20s, and 30s, possibly 40s, you know, <laughs> you know they're gay. You know they're gay. You know they're gay. You know they're gay. You're super close to them. You love them so much. They're not really that interested in sex. You're getting something out of it. And guess what? You know they're gay. So I don't know. Take a little responsibility. As a very large teenage girl who had super hot guys around her all the time because they were, what, gay, even if they didn't know it yet, it didn't matter. It was a mutual mutual benefit society, right? I get to hang out with gorgeous men who are super funny who tell me I'm fabulous even though I'm not. And they get somebody to like drive them around and buy them stuff, which they totally like. And (laughs) I know they're gay. They're like, are you guys boyfriend and girlfriend? I mean, I'm like... We're saving ourselves. For what? For him to come out as gay and you do not know what the hell's going on? Like, come on. <laughs> okay, well, that's a unique perspective. First of all, you are fabulous, and that's just, like, an irrefutable fact. I, mean, I realize the bags. I Your bags? Your bags? Your bags? <laughs> um, but that that is interesting. That is a unique perspective. Because, like, I had relationships with women um, in high school, but, like, for, oh God, for, like, three months maybe, and then... Um, Later in high school, like, we both came out as, like, <laughs> lesbian, gay later. So it's, like, you know. And so we were... Her, her was really excited that you didn't want to do more because she didn't want to either. Yeah. But, oh, like, all those wives who were, like, I had no idea my husband was gay. Of course you did. Of course you did. Come on. I mean... There's I, some little voice in you going, that's a gay man right there. Yeah. I mean, I thought I did. A, I mean, I thought I did a great job of hiding it by like lowering my voice like several octaves. And then I look back at videos of me like getting ready for prom and it's just like, oh, my God, girl, you look so cute. I can't wait to like make up excuses for why we're not having sex tonight. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, <laughs> perhaps you are right. What? <laughs> That's the sound of my hair flipping in the wind. I'm just saying that from my person, like my emotions, these are my opinions. This is my opinion. (laughs) When I see that dynamic, I feel the most for the woman in that situation, whether it's earned or not. That's just like, so for me, it was a difficult watch because I'm always like, oh my gosh, this poor girl is going through hella puberty right now, major hormones raging, questioning her self-worth, trying to discover herself forge her own relationship and her sexual identity and her actual identity. And then to be with someone who is gay after they've invested all of this. And then, I mean, I've also lived the other side and maybe it's because I've lived the other side that I have less sympathy for that. I don't know. But you get a best friend for life. who will always tell you you look great. It's worth it. There you go. <laughs> I mean, like I am friends. I am friends with all of my ex-girlfriends. Um, I, I'm not friends slash do not speak with any of my ex-boyfriends or any of like relationships that have been around the boyfriend situation. So, you know, that's also telling. So are you guys recommending Love, Victor or not? I can't tell. It got a 90% on Rotten Tomatoes. We only watched the first episode, which was just very exposition. It's like, hi, I'm Felix and I'm this person who does it. It wasn't like organic. It was just like, I'm going to explain this to you in (laughs) real time. So I didn't love that. But, like, maybe it gets better. The Love, Victor thing is, like, Love, Simon, you had the most supportive family. You had friend groups that would have understand. You were just locked in your own fear. And eventually, when you guys kissed, everyone applauded at your school. And so the Love, Victor thing, who's going to the same school that Simon did, is, like, well, 
here's my life and it's harder because I don't have a family that would accept it. And like, it is, it is difficult even if you do have a super accepting family and feel like you are in a school that would accept it to still come out. And this was sort of like, okay, well this is even more difficult because I have a family who's super religious would not accept this. And, but it's like, well, you're still going to the school where everyone was accepting. And that's still a privilege because there are a lot of schools where they didn't cheer for the gay couple. And like, I get still feeling afraid to live your truth, but it's sort of like, I kind of just want a a gay love story that's not steeped in like, okay, well, one of us has to come out. One of us is dying of AIDS. One of our family members like shunned us, which like still happens and is still shitty. It's just, it's kind of exhausting to have the only content that you've been able to consume about your like sexuality and about your experience be steeped in like so much anxiety and fear and depression. And like, I get that that's realistic and that's still perpetuating throughout the world, but also movies and TV shows are about escapism and fantasy sometimes. And I just want like a wholesome, fun loving gay relationship where they just get together cause they're gay and we just follow this gay couple and it's cute. I want it to be cute. So what I'm gleaming from both of you is no answer about whether or not I should spend some quality time with. I think you should try it. I mean, why not do it? We only watched one episode in the last episode. So like, we don't know what happens in the middle. (laughs) We We watched what happens in that one middle episode. (laughs) Well, that was not the middle. That was episode 10. We watched one, 10 and 12. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I wouldn't be able to sleep. That's just, that would not work for me at all. But anyway, I did watch, um, I got HBO Max because I'm all by myself. And so I started watching <laughs> Legendary, which is like a world of dance, but for ball culture. So that's oh. extraordinary. Oh, that's I mean, so really? Well, I only watched the first episode. And there were like, I don't know, eight or 10 different houses. The House of Gucci, the House of Ninja, the House of Ebony, the House of Balmain. But every, every single group had someone in their story who could not live without being in this house and gorgeous transgender people and just really amazing. And then they would come out and, you know, do their gack, 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 gack. And Law Roach was there, the stylist, and Megan Thee Stallion. And then everyone's favorite, Jamila Jamil. Why are you here? No one knows why you're here. You don't know anything about any of this. So. <laughs> anyway, if you have HBO and can switch over to HBO, HBO Max, I highly recommend it. It's really, it's fun. It's like World of Dance, but the ball culture. I love that. And then it looks like the second season of The Politician dropped today. I really liked the first season. Me too. I'm I did enjoy it. the second season will be even better because, uh, who is it? Bette Midler and Judith Light look like they're going to be the nemesis this time. So I'm excited <laughs> about that. Are you like a uh, Broadway queen at all? I mean, I like what I like, but I don't seek out Broadway. Like, Les all day long, Rent all day long, Book of Mormon, although I think it's about to be canceled all day long. But then I don't know. I've never seen Wicked. Uh, there's a bunch of stuff I don't know. Dear Evan Hansen. Yeah. Lots of things that should be amazing. So Yeah. I'm curious because all the Dear Evan Hansen people are also like fucking each other. Right. Everyone who's ever played Dear Evan Hansen has coupled up. That's adorable. That's brand new. It's a brand new world. That's so cute. Well, but I'm saying that because Ben Platt, who right. was... Dear Evan Hansen is in the politician is also hey, thanks for the mansplaining, but I know this story. I am explaining to our listener. I think we talked about it last week. Did we? I'm explaining for listeners. I know, you know, I know, you know, the gig. I know girl. I know. Am I like a Bob's burgers character now? Um, 
But he's he's currently banging Noah Galvin, right? The guy from the Real O'Neills and who also played uh, David Hansen. And he was there for Tatiana's. Are you going to take that thing off? Uh, Valentina. What'd I say? Tatiana. Tatiana. Brutal. Oh. Yes, Valentina. Speaking of my continuing of murder, uh, I guess I must be missing it because I'm trying to watch the Epstein documentary, which is awful. And then... I just want to know about like how he got away with it or how they caught him. They're like having women tell their stories in detail. I'm like, this is, I'm just not here for this. So then I switched over to the Russell Simmons on the record for all the me tooing and horrible things he did to all those women. Oh, okay. This will be my last SVU point for today. I promise. <laughs> but I have completely turned into my mother in that I'm like, who are the hair and makeup people on this show? Mariska Hargitay is gorgeous and her makeup is disastrous and then her outfits are also terrible and then i'm thinking to myself they couldn't make her look any worse and then the next week she shows up in a hawaiian shirt underneath her blazer that doesn't fit oh no it's terrible maybe they're just such a used to being a male-centric show that even after 20 years they haven't figured out maybe they're making her look terrible on purpose i don't know like she's a cop so she doesn't care about how she looks whether or not the way that the lighting hits her blush makes it look like she forgot to blend her contouring and she looks like, you know, India Farah. Anyway. <laughs> well, my mother used to, I would be like, oh, mom, did you watch the Gilmore Girls? And she's like, that woman's pants are so tight. I mean, I can barely watch the show. And now, 20 years later, I'm like, oh my God, why can't they get her hair and makeup together? It's a tragedy. But it's in my DNA, people. I can't fight it. I can't fight it. It's in her DNA, d -d -d DNA, perfect in every way. Did you it's guys a ever try song. Zoe's extraordinary playlist with uh, Lauren Graham? You didn't, did you? No. No, it's been picked up for a second season. Nick, I think you would really love it. Do you think? I'll watch it. I'll watch it. Well, yeah. I did what? Who Wait. the fuck knows? <laughs> um, but I did just read uh, Alex Newell's tweet. Um, is it? It's Alex, right? Alexis? Every week, your microphone stand falls apart. Every single week. Why? What's happening? Because it's representative of my life. <laughs> yeah, I probably would like the show. <laughs> Takes All Over the Place is a project of Team Takes, a.k.a. Nick Cotter, Julie Sunderland, and Emma Cotter. With the invaluable sound editing help from Phil Cotter and... Frank! <laughs> the awesome toenails on the wood floor from Frank! <laughs> we love you, Frank. <laughs>